Hi, everyone. I can't wait to share with you all the interviews for our upcoming season, season four, on the Positively Joy podcast, which launches August 1st. We talk to joy-filled people, such as a singer-songwriter overcoming childhood abuse, a former minister who changed faiths to seek God more sincerely, a pastor who shows people how to read the Bible, and many others. While we're preparing for the next season, here is a popular and joyful episode from the archives of Positively Joy. For the first time in my entire life, I was given this picture of a God who just loved me just as I am. So instead of being like scared out of hell when I was 12, I was suddenly loved into heaven. And that was really the turning point for me, because if the if the person who spoke the stars into existence loves me just as I am, then maybe it's okay to be me. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Hello, and welcome to our 100th episode of the Positively Joy podcast. I'm really excited to announce that we've been going on for a little less than a year and a half, 100 episodes as of today, over 10,000 downloads, and it's all because of you. So I want to thank you guys so much for being so supportive and listening and giving me feedback and reviews. Really appreciate it. We are celebrating all this week, so definitely check out our social media platforms on Facebook. And if you haven't already joined the Positively Joy Facebook community, please do so. Also on Instagram at Positively Joy Podcast. Check us out because we're going to be doing fun things all week, including extra guests, a whole new line of merch, including t-shirts, mugs, and everything else new playlists that we've created so you can listen to the kinds of podcasts that you want to listen to, whether it be about grief or loss or whether it be about pop culture or whether it be about listening to some of the male voices we've had on the show. All these wonderful things we're doing and also a new way for you to support the ministry. Check out PositivelyJoy.com for all of that and stay tuned on your social media for all the Facebook lives and Instagram lives we're going to do this week. Now, as I was trying to decide who would be the 100th episode, I had so many great guests to choose from. We have so many amazing interviews in the hopper just waiting to be released. But I decided to go ahead and grace you with an interview with Elle Edwards. She's an amazing woman. She's from Wales, so we got a chance to talk to her from across the pond, as we say. 
And what I love about Elle is that she is a silver lining spotter. She calls herself that and I totally agree. She sees the silver lining in things. And she has created a program called Uier. Not you, but Uier. And what she understands and what she encourages others and really explains to all her listeners is that don't worry about fitting into everybody else's brand of normal. You be you and understand that God loves you just the way you are. I'm so excited about this week. Let's get on to Elle. Here she is. Elle, hi. Thanks so much for being with us. You are calling from Wales, or we're on the Zoom recording from Wales. And what time is it there? It's a little after eight o'clock in the evening, yeah? Wow, wow. And and here it's it's uh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm in Oklahoma. Uh, it's so nice. fun that we get the chance to talk to each other from all different I know. I love it. It's, I, we're born for a time like this. I, I genuinely believe that. The internet is brilliant. Could be Obviously, it can be a power for like not good stuff, but we get to use it for a power for good, which I love. Absolutely. And here we are. We're, you know, in two different parts of the world. We're, we're going to talk about God. And what I love about what you do is to throw away shame, guilt, all that stuff and look inside to to what is there and what he has for you. I love that. And also, I love your your website because it's a quirky name and I love it, but it's Uier. It's not you, it's Uier. And you said it right. Okay, I discovered a few weeks ago because my this is a massive stereotype, but generally speaking, my American friends cannot say Uier because of the R at the end. But you did it first time. Like, had you been practicing? <laughs> no, when I saw it, I knew exactly that's what it was. Oh, but- you're like my favorite person. <laughs> I have lots of favorites, but still, you're my favorite person. I love it. <laughs> what do they usually say? They say, you're your, and they go, you're your, you're They just really find it really hard to say. <laughs> no, no, because the way I think about it is it's not you, it's you here because it's like more you, it's more than you. It's like really yeah. looking more deeply into you and what God has for you. Absolutely. And there's actually, God gave me an acronym about seven or eight weeks ago, because I've been banging on about Yuya for the longest, longest time, thinking, okay, it's about who God made you to be. And I then said, you know what, I'd like to know more about this. And have you got an acronym? He went, all right, here you are. So it's U plus I-E-R. And the I-E-R is the really important bit. It's intentional, expectant relationship. And it was like, and so suddenly he's been unpacking all this other stuff, which has taken Yuya to a whole other like level. Uh, And now he's even got me writing a book. and, And so we're now we're starting with the relationship part because uh, until you do the relationship part it's like you, it's much harder to figure out who you are so I'm even more excited about it now so <laughs> oh no that's great that's great well I love I love how you describe yourself irrepressible and a silver lining spotter and I love that because as as you can see over my shoulder I have the word <laughs> joy uh, if you're listening to me you can't see it of course um, but that's really what we do here in Positively Joy and I am. I, I I think I am too. I think I'm a silver lining spotter. I think I'm a glass half full person. Um, and I think we have to be because um, really, if, if you have, if you have discovered God and you've entered in a relationship with him, how could it be not that? Mm. I mean, oh, that, that's just how I believe. And so I, I love that, that that's, you call yourself that. Um, and uh, today, I hope that we can get to know you a little bit better and talk a little bit about what you are doing at UER. You're doing lots of fun stuff, lots of really interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. And now that I know, I didn't know about the IER piece of it, the intentional 
expressive expectant expectant relationship Relationship. love that love that well let's find out a little bit more about you you've got you've got a you know a a really good beginning to your story on your about page and where Mm -hmm. this all kind of began and I really resonate I really resonated with me I should say um Mm -hmm. but let's hear that directly from you (laughs) <laughs> okay, we need to do the real short version, otherwise, because the whole story could take forever. Uh, but I guess, I guess the starting point really is sooner than on my about page. When I was about ten or eleven, I remember someone calling me weird, and I took it as a massive compliment. So when I was when I was a kid, I was really weird, and I was completely happy to be weird, and there was no problem with that. It was brilliant. And then somewhere along the way, I fell into this idea that I, because all I ever really wanted to do at the time was fall in love, get married and have children. Uh, and, and so, but I sort of fall in, fell into this idea that I had to show up a certain way and be this certain person uh, in order to be loved and, and, and fit in and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and as a result, as you've, you've read on the story on my page, but obviously your listeners haven't, it was my mid twenties was the most miserable period of my entire life. To people looking from the outside, and I am really thankful that my children, well, they're young people now, I've got adult, and ad- I'm actually a parent of an adult now, which is quite <laughs> shocking to me, but they, they were so little, they don't remember it. My husband doesn't really remember it, but I remember it as being the most frustrating. There would be times when I was so, like, angry, I'd sit oh, I could, like, oh, otherwise I would scream. And to look the outside looking in, I had the I had the house, I had the children, I had a lovely husband, and everything was wonderful. But inside, I was just really, really frustrated. Uh, and then, with the benefit of obviously hindsight, it was because I was trying to fit into this idea of normal. Um, but what but what was the turning point for me is I I prayed the prayer when I was twelve. I grew up in a Christian family, uh, but I had this. I'd sort of stopped talking to God quite a lot. Um, started taking my well, my young well, my eldest daughter. She was like a baby at the time. Started going to church for a bit of company because my parents were going. But I remember week after week going, oh, okay, yeah, this will be the week when I pray more, God. This will be the week I read my Bible. It was all duty and same old, same old. And then, as luck would have it, it's not luck, a coincidence, God incidence, I did this Bible weight loss course. Now, it wasn't completely successful from a weight loss perspective because I'm still quite curvy, you know, I mean, I'm fit and healthy. But from a God perspective, it was amazing because for the first time in my entire life, I was given this picture of a God who just loved me just as I am. So instead of being like scared out of hell when I was 12, I was suddenly loved into heaven. And that was really the turning point for me, because if the if the person who spoke the stars into existence loves me just as I am, then maybe it's okay to be me. And so little by little, and it, it, it was a journey, but little by little, I started embracing the fact that I'm very forgetful and I have to have systems in place and all these sort of things uh, and just started became, becoming who I was made to be all along. And now I'm a total weirdo and I embrace the fact I'm a total weirdo. And I have to say, I'm the happiest and most content I've been in my entire life. And so now, and that was really the starting point of Yuya was then, and I, even I didn't have the language at that point. Now I'm just so passionate about imp- empowering and inspiring other people because I still remember how frustrated I was. You know, we have these societal expectations and expectations we put on ourselves and we're, how we should show up. And it's just exhausting. And I, I maintain, if I'd have gone to the doctor at that point, they'd have stuck me on medication, you know, depression, this, that, and the other. Uh, they probably would have tried to medicate a bit of ADHD out of me. Uh, and I don't need tablets. All I just need to do is be me. Um, with the caveat, I know that some people do need medication. I'm not anti-meds. I don't want anyone to hear that and go, because I have people who I care about very much who do need a little bit of extra help with their serotonin levels. But I also maintain that there's an awful lot of people walking around probably on medication uh, or giving themselves a label either via the doctor or via Google that actually if they just embraced who they are, 
some of that stuff, a lot of that stuff would go uh, little by little. So that's kind of a bit of that story. Wow. So it's come full circle. You know, you were this happy, quote unquote, weird child, child, you know, and then now, you know, you've come back to embracing all of that. And I don't oh, I'm, think- I'm more childish now than I was when I was 12. Ask my kids. I'm so embarrassing. <laughs> no, no, I, I think you're great. So oh, it's interesting, you. <laughs> And this could be completely wrong, but I think there's a perception and maybe by Americans that Christianity has different kind of pots around the world. And like, there's not, and there's some places where there's not, or trending, you know, not a lot of Christianity. You know, I think Mm -hmm. we say probably that's true in Russia, but I think Mm -hmm. I've also heard people believe that Christianity um, and going to church and reading the Bible and all that is kind of on the downward trend in the UK. Is that true or not in your opinion? I think so. Yeah, probably. I think, unfortunately, see, one of my big bugbears, and I know that not everyone will agree with me, like, if we're going to put Christians on like a scale, because we like to have all these different denominations, I'm on this end over here where I believe that God loves absolutely everybody. And ultimately, he's going to love them all into heaven in some time frame of his own. I know not everyone's going to agree with me. That's fine. But I think personally, one of my biggest frustrations is I did a a course last year during lockdown around church history and the East-West divide and us in the Western church, we've gone down this route of focusing on original sin and having so much, this is really a big conversation for another time, but so much of our Christianity is influenced by Greek philosophy and this idea of God who's far away and aloof and he's looking down on you and wants to condemn you. That's the picture that we've given to people, you know, and, and so yes, I would say, I think you're quite right, Church uh, attendance is down. Uh, the, the the age of of the um, I was going to say audience then congregation, congregation. is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, is generally older. Um, there are. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to say there are exceptions. We do see there's churches that are on fire for God, but there's a. I think there's a distinction because we have this Church of England, Church of Wales piece, which is the traditional church where some of the people that do the job of like the reverend or the vicar it's a job. They might as well be a policeman or a teacher. Then you get, I met this bishop, I think it was last year, uh, and she's part of that institution, but she's on fire for Jesus. So you do get people within the church. And she preached, she basically preached Yuya. I'm getting goosebumps remembering it. She was amazing. And so from time to time, you do see it. And I get like, oh, wow. Um, But yeah, as a generalization, I think it probably is on a downward trend. Um, but now the 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 woman you just talked about, her name wouldn't be Rose Rosemary uh, Mallet, would it? I don't remember her name. I can check okay. afterwards, though. Well, no, I, I asked you because we are going to get a chance to talk to Arch uh, Archdeacon Rosemary Mallet. She's in uh, she's in England, um, and oh, she probably is, not. Then I think this lady's Welsh. I okay, think. yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear because yeah, because she's on fire doing a lot of great community work, and we're going to get a chance to talk to her um, oh, later later this year. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, it's so good to hear that. You know, in America, I, I think I think it would be incorrect to say that America is on fire for Jesus. I think that there's lots of places that that are, uh, mm. and I'm and I'm happy to see that there are younger churches kind of coming up and pull yeah. and really bringing in a younger congregation. Um, and then there there's the establishment, of course, as well. So, um, but, but I've seen of, that's one of. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, then go ahead. I was going to say, because I've been really inspired, I've seen because of lockdown, there's been a lot of the churches have then gone online. So have you come across, uh, I think, Transformation Church? Um, Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember which city they're in. That's really bad. Um, but there's the pastor there, Mike Todd, and he's brilliant. And mm-hmm. and so I I see different different churches, and they do, and it's really nice with what they do because they do a really professional. Because let's be honest, there's sometimes we do like Christian video, Christian stuff, and it's a bit like oh yawn. But they put real pride in their work, and it's really good. So I I would encourage you because I speak to a lot more Americans than I do British people because thanks to the internet, and I meet in loads of people who really are on fire for God. So I think. And maybe the truth, same is true for the UK, and I just don't know it yet. I like to think that there's more happening. It's not going to be in the institutions, like the religious piece, but I think you'll see that personally, one of the things that Holy Spirit's been nudging me around is this revival that's happening, like a new picture of God's love. And he keeps whispering this about revival of his love and actually for people to know who he really, how he really wants to be known. Uh, so I would encourage you that it, it it's it's going to look different. But maybe this revival, maybe church is is this. It's it's using the power of the internet. I don't think it's going to be the same as what it was when we were kids, perhaps. But there's some cool stuff coming out of, of loads of different churches in the U.S. Well, no, that's really good to hear. And and I believe what you're saying is true. And I believe that, I mean, the God has been nudging me. Well, first of all, he, he told me to start this podcast without a whole lot of guidance. But as we've been, as I've been going along... And we, you know, we celebrated a year uh, recently. Um, I think he really wants people to understand that joy is not just a feeling. It's not just happiness. It's understanding his joy and how Mm. you should walk in that joy, no matter what's going on in your life, Um, that he's always there for you. And he's, he's willing to infuse his joy into you um, Mm. if you let him. And so I really been, been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, because I think people hear the word joy, they think, oh, happiness, contentment, contentment, but it's mm. different than that. It's not just that. Um, I think I have on my website, you know, joy is not a feeling, it's faith. So mm. yeah, yeah. Well, let's get back at to the you. Same time, at the yeah. same time, I haven't done this yet, but I started reading something. If you, and this used to be like a play thing, if you want to do this at some point, I, because I haven't done this yet myself, but I, someone told me, and I know when someone tells me something, I want to go and find the references. So I don't, I haven't done the work yet. But someone told me that if you go back and look at the uh, the Greek and the Hebrew words for joy, happiness, they basically have the same root. So we do have this idea that happiness and joy are two different things. And I actually do agree with you. I know what you're saying completely. So I'm not disagreeing with you for one minute. There is a massive difference between, you know, oh, yeah, we're really happy and everything's great. But then versus a... a the joy of the Lord that you can have even when things are going on around you. So there's definitely two different types of joy or happiness. But I, there's also something which I want to do the work on around the actual root of those words might be the same. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, let's take that out because because <laughs> even if that's true, I'm wondering what that root meant at the time. Definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that for sure. Okay, let's get back to you. Um Kevin and L. <laughs> I love that. So that's also uh, a part of what you do, Heaven and L. And then also you have uh, a program called the Itchy Soul. Your your <laughs> terminology and your words are just so fun. They roll off the tongue, or maybe not. They maybe they don't roll off of everybody's tongue like you or it did mine. It did mine. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. I love, I love. There's just so much, so much. Um, some people might consider it weird or frivolous, but I don't think it, it it is at all. I think it's so creative and I think it's so fun that it just, it pulls you into, you know, wanting to know more about it. So uh, we talked about Yuri a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but let's, let's finish talking about that. And then let's talk about Heaven and L. 
And let's talk mm-hmm. about the itchy soul. Should I tell you a fun fact first, though? Yes. I have a fun fact. I'm trying to think of an exception. I think without exception, every single name of different things on my website and the different products and books and all the different bits like Heaven and L and Itchy Soul, I didn't name any of them. So Heaven and L was a was a, a, a random, I had a website once upon a time, Heaven and L was one of my first websites. Uh, and a, a bloke on Twitter gave that as a name to me. The Itchy Soul name came about as a conversation because I was having a conversation with a lady in Australia again years ago about how I maintain that everybody were made to be in relationship with God. We have this G spot. And, and so I said, but I can't really call it the G spot. Next year, you're laughing for that reason. Uh-huh. I get a whole other load of. And so she said, that's where the suggest she suggested the itchy soul. And so and again with Yuya, Yuya, I first came across in a book by John Ortberg. Now, many eight, eight, nine years ago. And he actually, he used, him or his organization used to own uia.com. And I, he, they, they started to build programs to help people be uia, did nothing with it. And then I then took the domain name and I got goosebumps again now. And one of the things that God's been nudging me around, it's like he had the baton, he ran with it, wrote the book on it. And then now he's passed the baton on. Um, and so I can't as much, I agree with you, I love all the different names, but I can't actually take credit for them because they have other people or Holy Spirit or a combination of all of those pieces. And the other piece, and I would say this by way of encouragement to anybody, if you've ever had times in your life where you feel like, oh, I don't know where, maybe you're stuck in a season where you're doing something and you can't see how it makes sense, or you're looking back on the past and you're worrying about what you wasted. I can tell you, right, over the last, really recent, the last two months even, God keeps bringing things back. So Heaven and Hell was a a website from eight, nine years ago. He restarted it on the podcast this May. Um, The Should Shover Challenge is something I wrote so long ago, I can't remember. He's now pulled that back out again. It's going to be part of my book. So nothing is wasted. All of those pieces, if you have that conversation with him, he, 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 he can redeem all of those pieces. And then... In fact, actually, I've just forgotten that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Dreamcatcher sessions that I've just started doing again, I offered that as a service 10 years ago about and did nothing with it for about a decade. He's brought that back, refined it, made it completely Holy Spirit-led. And so even at a time in my life where I was, I loved him, but I wasn't explicitly doing business with God and having these day-to-day, throughout-the-day conversations with him. He's so loving and so gracious. He takes those pieces uh, and, and, and brings it all back. And it, it just... It just it, it, I find it marvellous. It just blows me away. Um, so it's an aside, really, but I, I, I wanted to share that piece and felt nudged to share that because of hope, and I hope it will be encouragement to people because I know we do tend to give ourselves a hard time, um, speaking only for myself, but I don't think it's just me. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. And I, two, I get two things out of that. So it takes a village. It takes a community. You know, we are yeah. all together kind of helping each other, encouraging each other, you know, perhaps mm. serving as the muse. You know, obviously God's the ultimate muse, but we do mm. serve as muse for each other in, in helping uh, in helping us. And so even if, you know, those, those that the name, that particular name didn't come from you. I mean, I, you know, obviously you inspired the woman in Australia <laughs> in what you were doing to give you that name. So, I mean, I feel like it all comes back together. The other thing is that there's a business term called the long tail where, you know, you have short-term goals and you have like these, these long-term goals. Uh, in mm. this case though, I mean, I think that God has a long tail. <laughs> oh I my think, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He, he works He's totally long- playing the long game. Oh yeah. my word. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah. Um, so let's talk about having an L. Tell us about that. Okay. 
Okay, so I've already mentioned it was a website, first of all. But back at the end of April this year, so again, this is all quite new. I did have, I had a podcast. I've had numerous different podcasts over the year, over the years. But my, I had a podcast called Yuya, which was on pause while I was busy exploring stuff. Then back at the end of April, on one of the coaching groups that I'm in, we were encouraged to set goals for May. I thought, literally just a month. I'm like, okay. So I set some goals, but I said to God, okay, if we're going to do this, I don't want to just like set goals and write them on a piece of paper and forget about them. I'd like some strategy, please, or some ideas, or what are we actually going to do? He went, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, and he said, and so the Heaven and L, I'd started a few weeks sooner, I'd started writing stories. So Heaven and L really is stories. It's about, because I what I didn't realize until relatively recently is that God has always been speaking to me through stories. What I mean by that is something will happen in day-to-day life, and then there'll be like, a takeaway and I remember over the years sharing that but I didn't know it was God until recently so now when something happens or and he keeps then highlighting it to me I'm like okay so what are you saying and so I'd started writing some of these stories uh and then but then as part of the strategy for me he said you know what you're going to record these stories and actually tell them to video so as a live on Facebook you can take the audio because I'm a bit a total tech geek uh and I so I'm I'm the queen of repurposing so it becomes a podcast it becomes an IGTV you know all the different places and Alexa smart briefing but in essence heaven and hell is love stories uh and so I already shared with you how I had that 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 big encounter with God's love and it was like the turning point. My real hope and prayer through the heaven and hell stories is for people to hear a story and they go oh, and get that realization or the start of a realization of how loved they are by God. And so I tell all these stories, but then also part of the strategy as well. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, in fact, last week, it was my 43rd birthday. And he said, right, you're going to have a community adventure. You're going to collect 43 stories from other people of ways that they've been impacted by my love. So interspersed with the regular episodes of stories that I tell, we also have stories from other people. Now we haven't got 43 yet. My birthday has been, but God said, don't worry about it. You can keep on releasing the stories as they come. So you'll also see in between there, there's special episodes. We call them Heaven and L at 43. Uh, And so there are other people's love stories, same format. Uh, but again, because what's been fascinating, though, is all of the stories, they have that, uh, obviously, they have the key thread of love. But what amazes me is tangible examples of God meeting people where they're at, you know, and so many different, oh, we've got, the, there's a lady in my church who's 70, if she's a day, who tells a story, and you can, and she's, she, she's quite frail, and you can see her hands shaking while she's telling her story to video, and she's not comfortable doing it, but she did, you know, and we've got younger people, people from South Africa, people from Singapore, we've got people, like, all over the world, uh, again, and so, so, like, all of it feeding into this, this, because that's the starting point, knowing how loved by God you are. You know, the rest of it, you can't do any of the rest of it. Well, you can, you can do it on your own, but that's not what you were created to do. And so they're really love stories is in essence what Heaven and Hell is about um, in a nutshell. Wow. Wow. That's off. That's really, really awesome. Um, and I certainly hope to be one of the 43. I'm going to get, get, yeah, I'm going to get you that today. No, I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, stories are, stories are powerful anyway. Um, mm. I just did uh, an interview uh, with a, a woman. I'm doing kind of an occasional series of how religion and God is represented in pop culture. And that's all about oh, stories, cool. movies and TV and things like that. And I love talking about that stuff. And so we're, we're kind of doing this occasional conversation series about that. And, mm. and God blesses us with stories. He teaches us through. I mean, look at the parables. I mean, that's, that's how Jesus taught. So yeah. I love that. I love that idea. And, and um, I'm really happy to be a part of it. And I can't wait to to hear them all. It's going to be great. 
But it feeds in as well, because one of the pictures that he gave me, it's two metaphors. Like I used to be a, a music teacher, and so I did a bit of a music degree. And I remember he reminded me when we studied symphonies and how complicated and complex symphonies are. So he gave me two pictures of like how, of him, and we already talked about the long game. Like he's got this massive, great big story or this massive, great big symphony. And yet, and we bring in this tiny little strand. We might be like on third violin, but if you haven't got third violin playing their part, the piece is not how it was how it was uh, meant to be, how the composer intended. And the same is true with stories as well. You know, you can have really complex stories and uh, we might think, oh, I'm only me, it doesn't make a difference. But I remember, and this happens quite often, our church is quite little, but we, we are, I play my clarinet, mum and dad, piano. We have a lady who plays her trumpet. She's not there every week because of other commitments. And yet, yes, we make music without her, but then when she comes, she adds in an extra dimension. And so it, all of it, every time it happens, it's like Holy Spirit nudges me. See, all of it's important. And so we, we have this idea that, oh, I'm just me. Like, I'm just me in my little yellow office in my in little Italy and whatever. But no, all of it's important. And it's amazing to think that actually the, the creator of the universe who sang the stars into existence wants us to be part of that story. And I... I I can't understand why he would do that, but he wants to, and he he, he loves to, and so that's the that's the other part of it, and why this, these stories are so important. I think it gives us that picture of him and his love, and and the way that he he does it. You know, it's just oh, blows my mind. Yeah, it really it blows my mind too, and I love that. And and like uh, and happy birthday, happy belated birthday. Uh, <laughs> and you. and it's it's that's a that's a beautiful birthday present to the world. So thank you for that. No, no, honestly, it's been uh, genuinely, it's been my absolute pleasure. I've been so humbled by it. I know people say that and you're like, yeah, but I mean, but I haven't been on the receiving end of that. I'm just like, oh, it's just, honestly, they're brilliant. Every single story has blown me away. I, oh, I'm just so excited. And I don't quite know where we're going with them yet because people every now and again, random people go, yeah, right. Because I asked him for a different name, to be quite candid. I said, well, what are we going to call this thing? And so for now, it's Heaven and Hell at 43. And in the introduction, you say, hello, welcome to a new episode of Heaven and Hell at 43. But I know they might become something else. I don't, because, you know, God does these things. We'll see. But I, they are, I'm just, they're just brilliant. I love them. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the Itchy Soul program. The Itchy Soul Playground was actually a book, first of all, <laughs> funnily. So we say about God redeeming stuff. So back in about, uh, oh, another part of my story is I said for ages I wanted to write fiction and did nothing with it. So in, back in 2015, I finally did it. So fast forward about three or four novels later. In 2017, I think it was, we were in a, in a, a, um, a gite in France on our family holiday. And there's something was niggling at me to write a happiness book. As I'm, so I had the outline. I'm like, oh, this is really boring. I wonder if it'll make a story. And so it did. So The Itchy Soul, first of all, is actually a work of fiction. But what's really fascinating is so much of what's in there. It's a really good story anyway. And it's probably my most Christian novel. Like the rest of my novels are like PIs and love stories and whatever. But um, what's fascinating to me is then that since then, God's given me this picture. And so the Itchy Soul Playground is a is in essence from a business perspective is a membership site. Uh, and so we have we do community off Facebook. I'm proud to say we moved off Facebook last about oh, about a year ago today. So we have our own space uh, so for daily encouragement. I get to oh it's one of my favorite things in the day. I sit in the morning and I'm with my notebook. Okay, Holy Spirit, what you sh- what are you sharing? And so I get I, I write what I hear and I get to share that. And we do monthly coaching calls. We're also doing some there's some training in there around setting goals and getting them done for people who are like being niggled to to get stuff done with God. But then there's also what we call the UE games. So exploring. Okay, I know one of the ladies said this. She said, okay, I know whose I am. You know, she knows that she's a child of God. She's loved. Now I want to find out who I am. And that's what the UEA games do. And we've actually just recently, uh, God did a total number on me. 
back in March, he said, okay, you're going to do this curriculum. I'm a recovering control freak. I was like, okay, what are we going to do? I wanted a curriculum. He's like, no, no, I'm going to show you what we're going to do. We're going to do it week by week. I was like, oh, really? So we (laughs) did. And I was like, oh, really, really? He's like, yeah, okay. So as it transpired in March, we did a whole month on trust. Like we quite often in Christian circles will say that, oh yeah, God loves me. But do we really trust him? Like, do we really believe that he's got our back? Do we really believe that he's not like a kid with his foot stuck up trying to trip us up or, tri- or you know, catch us out? So that was what that month was. Little did I know that that would be the foundation for moving into the next piece where we're going through some of the redemptive gifts or motivational gifts are sometimes called from Romans 12. Uh, and so we've been unpacking that little by little. But in essence, it's a safe space for people to do community. Uh, and it's quite candidly at the time of recording it, it's really small, but I'm on a promise. I have a promise on my desk. I can see it from where I'm talking to you right now. It is going to be still intimate and a safe space and delightful, but it is going to grow into what exactly I don't know yet. Um, but it's a it's a community and it's delightful. And I just feel really honored that I get to do life with, with the folks in there because it's it's brilliant. It's real fun. Well, you're doing really so many wonderful things. I want to make sure that everybody <laughs> can know where to find you. So uh, where can they find all these great things? The easiest place to go if you want to do website stuff is uia.com. But on Instagram and Facebook, I'm Ms. L. Edwards and on LinkedIn. I recently signed up for LinkedIn again because God said, you need more joy on LinkedIn. So I'm like, okay. Um, But yeah, so if you if you you, Facebook. More joy on on LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I I haven't done much with it yet, but yeah, I am on LinkedIn as well. But if you're on Facebook or Instagram, Ms. L. Edwards will find me because that's when you get to enjoy. We do the live podcast recording. I joke, I say it's at, it used to be first thing in the morning. We changed it to noon uh, UK time, which is quite early in the morning, your time, play like 6 a.m. or something. Um, but then I invite people, if you want to come be part of the live studio audience, so we do it live on Facebook first. So it's uh, it's lots of fun because uh, I have a bit of um, a love-hate relationship with social media, to be quite honest. I love the people I've met, but I didn't want to be like feeding the machine and just being more noise. And so what one of the things that Holy Spirit's been working on me around is people are going to be scrolling anyway. Do we want them to be scrolling and engaging with stuff that's miserable or do you want them to be engaging with me? I'm like, well, I'd rather you engage with you. So he said, okay, so do this. So that's what I'm doing. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. No, you have been so delightful. I've enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Me too. And we we didn't even get a chance to teach your audience how they can be silver lining spotters too. We'll have to do that next time. No, no, no. We'll do that right now. Let's do that right now. Oh, cool. That can yeah. be the thing they get to finish with because it's actually really easy. As much as it takes, okay, I should say it's, it's one of those things that's easy but not simple or simple but not easy, whichever way around it goes. The more that you do this, the easier it becomes because of the way that your mind is wired. But even somebody who tends to be a bit of an Eeyore, if they choose to engage and practice, it gets easier. So it's three words. It's If something happens in your day that's a bit irritating, say like you spill your coffee. I'm looking at my carpet because I'm remembering a, a podcast episode I recorded last year when I was talking about this. And then my dog walked in and was sick on the carpet. And we actually use that as an example. I shan't give you that example yet because I don't because it involved like vomit. And I don't know if you're eating a dinner. Let's use the coffee example. Say okay. you start your day and you spill your coffee and you go, oh, I've just spilled my coffee. The three words, I call it a three word hack because the internet likes things like that. It's but at least. So you acknowledge the thing that happened. Oh, I've spilled my coffee, but at least, and then pause. Now your mind loves to fill in the blanks. And as a person of faith, you've got Holy Spirit helping you as well. But people who don't yet let God love them, it works for them too, because God's so gracious and loving. All of our minds are wired the same. So you but at least, 
and then see what comes up. So, oh, I've just spilt my coffee, but at least I've got some more coffee grinds. I can make another one. Or, oh, I've spilt my coffee, but at least it didn't go all over the floor. Little by little, the more that you do it, it becomes easier to see those little silver linings. Uh, and then before you know it, you'll be an irrepressible silver lining spotter too. Excellent. Excellent. I love the hack. I love the three <laughs> words, but at least. So good. So good. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I think listeners will really like that. Thanks for that. I'm glad we got to that. Yay. Yeah. Yay. That was really okay. good. Holy Spirit, kind of, but at least silver lining. And I almost mentioned it earlier on. So I'm, yes, I'm glad that we got to do that too. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love for you to come back to the show. I mean, I'm glad we got through that, but you'll have to come back sometime. This was so much fun. And oh, um, absolute I'd, pleasure. Yeah. And I'd love maybe, maybe after you have some more videos um, at the um, uh, on the 43 uh, birthday yes. related project. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then whatever else Holy Spirit has to tell you. I mean, I'm, he'll probably say, email Yvette. I need to say, she, you need to tell her this. So when that happens, <laughs> okay. definitely do it. <laughs> I shall do that for sure. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Elle. I really appreciate you today. Thank you for thank you for having me. Honestly, it's been my absolute pleasure. It's been a joy. <laughs>